Welcome back to The Dead Drop, your secret cachet of game news delivered safely and securely to your podcast player. I'm Matthew Bliss, your interpreter of the games industry, your prophet of playable material, your professor of time preservation. It's the weekend. You've got games to play and I'm sure you'll be looking to hang out with your mates. One of the primary missions of the Dead Drop podcast is to help you find the most interesting stories to start discussions with those you're close to and keep you informed. Nothing like a good news story to spark some spirited debate, right? If any of these stories inspire a discussion, get in touch with me so we can run it past the audience. To get your brain thinking, let's get into the news stories that you need to know. You might remember from a previous episode that I mentioned the itch.io charity bundle from which all proceeds were donated to Ukraine in its defense against Russia. The bundle has now concluded and raised $6.3 million US from over 449,000 contributors. The money raised will be going to charities for medical assistance and child support in their trying times. As a consumer, you haven't missed the train for a great deal on a set of games though. Humble Bundle has just released their Stand for Ukraine bundle, which has a set price of $40 US for 123 games, with the proceeds also going to Ukraine charities. It includes a bunch of highly rated titles such as Satisfactory, Back for Blood, Fable Anniversary Edition, Slay the Spire, Kerbal Space Program, the list goes on. It also includes books, software, and even 3D models for printing. I'd highly suggest you jump onto it if you're a PC gamer and can spare the money, not just as value for you, but to support an important cause. In a state of play from Sony this week, the Harry Potter series game Hogwarts Legacy was finally revealed in a 20-minute presentation of the setting, gameplay, and story. It seems to be set for Harry Potter fans who wish for the immersive experience of being a student at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, as it seems to work on a school timetable with direct parallels to the classes described in the books. From flying broomsticks through the open world to crafting potions and capturing beasts for your own menagerie, it appears to be loaded with gameplay elements to aid your play of the game and create that immersion into the wizarding world. The game is set in the 1800s, well before the story set in the books and films, but there may be a few familiar characters anyway. I believe Nearly Headless Nick popped into the presentation for a spell. Many have noted that JK Rowling was not mentioned once in the presentation. After her outspoken views on anti-trans issues in the last few years, it makes sense that the franchise would distance itself from her poisonous opinions. The game is set to appeal to wizarding fans the world over, and is launching in the US in the holidays of this year. Check out the show notes for the full presentation. Razer, a hardware company specializing in equipment for PC gaming and streaming, has reported revenues of over 1.6 billion and an increased net profit of 43 million compared to 800,000 in 2020. Razer accounts for the increase by pointing at their gaming peripherals purchased by demand after the first half of 2021 and the height of pandemic response. I would say this is correct. When the pandemic first kicked off in 2020, there was a significant peripherals shortage from webcams to screens, and early 2021 would have given Razer enough time to increase production and roll out products for availability. As a brand noted frequently by gamers and covering keyboards, webcams, headphones, LED paraphernalia, and more, it's no surprise it reported huge profits while people were locked down at home. Elden Ring is still on its way to being one of the most notable releases in the last 10 years, 
with sales driving upward and fanfare for the game continuing to spread across the internet. A recent patch to the game issued bug patches, new music for certain areas, and a notable change to the map with the ability to record locations and names of NPCs discovered on a player's travels. I can personally say it has changed the game for the better, so if you haven't touched Elden Ring in a while, check out the new patch. This patch has reportedly broken speedrunning for the game though. Many popular speedrunners have said that the new patch and item adjustments, previous paths are no longer available, and previous records will remain until a workaround is found. Not the biggest problem in the world, but something to note. From Software, developer of Elden Ring has also announced the IP to be going beyond the game and into other multimedia properties. The press release didn't mention specifics, but we could be looking at movies and TV shows of the fantastical world of the Lands Between. Overwatch 2 has now been announced to be splitting aspects of the game into two separate parts, likely to aid in development and release. PvP, or one-on-one, -on -one aspects of the new installment will be released separately to the environmental team-based mode. The bread and butter of Overwatch is their game modes pitting players against each other. It was how the original title started with some environmental modes to follow, so it makes sense to appeal to that audience early and bring back the competitive esports scene surrounding Overwatch. Development has likely taken a long time due to Activision Blizzard's sale and addressing the many lawsuits thrown its way. I would encourage fans of the franchise to be cautious with their support and make sure you fact check a bit to ensure your support is warranted. A beta has also been announced for late April. The link to sign up is in the show notes. Rumors and web sleuthing have unveiled information on the SteamDB database website that the latest Uncharted release, Legacy of Thieves, may be coming to PC as soon as July of this year. This bundle included Uncharted 4 A Thief's End and Uncharted Lost Legacy, with the release of the remastered titles on PS5 earlier this year. Sony is targeting the PC gaming space for a lot of their high-earning titles, and have even rebranded their mobile gaming arm into broader coverage. With God of War released in January and Horizon Zero Dawn both exceeding expectations on PC, I hope more Sony-exclusive titles will be released on PC as well. We'll need to watch out for their Spartacus project, too. Mike Wilson, a co-founder of Devolver Digital, has created a brand new game studio to develop games with a focus on addressing mental health. Working with Ryan Douglas, a roboticist and ex-medtech executive, they want to develop games that don't just include mental health benefits as something on the periphery of the game design. They want their games to directly address mental health issues like anxiety and depression, and use the available research and science to do so. Deepwell is the name of their new studio, and it's a new avenue for game design as many games are noted to have helped players during the pandemic. These were by accident though. Deepwell wishes to intentionally design to positively impact gamers. It is expected that their first game will be released in spring of this year, and I would keep an eye on their stuff if I were you. Devolver Digital has seen great success over the last couple of years with indie titles, and I can see great success as a possibility here too. Microsoft has announced an update to its plans to make all their products 100% recyclable by 2030. Initially announced in January 2020 after research they conducted on their own business, they have now said their Xbox Series X and S consoles are 97% recyclable already, and started introducing post-consumer recycled resins into their controllers and consoles. Energy saving mode for their consoles has also had a boost, where software updates can be downloaded and installed while the mode is active, which was previously not possible. And it uses 20 times less power than standby mode, and energy saving mode is the default for consoles out of the box. 
Microsoft is making it clear that environmental impact is a priority, it seems like they're doing the right things. Again, more details of their actions so far are in the show notes. I love podcasts, I love gaming, and there is another great one I'd like to share with you all, as long as they don't show me up, of course. This week's podcast promo is for The Loading Bar Podcast. Max Hines hosts the show, and each episode will interview a guest or detail a nostalgic game franchise, but there's a twist. For each game or person, he will select a cocktail or drink that matches their peculiarities and distinctions. I was fortunate enough to be one of Max's guests, and we talked about teaching with games in schools and some very esoteric titles I've enjoyed in my game-playing career, such as Assemblance and Inscription. Naturally, I was recommended an HP Lovecraft-inspired cocktail with absinthe. He was right on the money. Check out the Loading Bark podcast yourself, and you'll have a great time. Episodes aren't weekly, but subscribe to his podcast, and you'll be notified when a new one drops. Link is in the show notes. That was the gaming industry news that you need to know. If this is your first episode, welcome to the Dead Drop community. Head to thedeaddroppod.com to check out sources of the stories, transcripts, and more. Join me every Tuesday and Saturday to discuss the latest game news, and make sure you to tell your friends about the Dead Drop. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you here in a couple of days.